Alright, so, man, when, when should we start? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Well, you just you start this intro, didn't you? Alright, okay, I've got all the music yeah. queued up, so... <laughs> we broadcast them already. Yes, we've, we've been broadcasting for a while, Don. This is Sweet. Shut up! Raw and uncut. No, that's what she said. Okay, great. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, we ready to start? Sure, yeah. why not? Alright, three... Two, one. Live, 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 and you can thank Gareth Bowles that we're only three minutes left. <laughs> like all the best shows, GMTV, The Big Breakfast, live and kicking, we are now coming at you 100% live. That's unless you're listening to the recorded version of this live show. So it's live. What's the difference? What are we in for tonight? Well, I'm glad you asked. Mistakes can be made. Things can be said that are later regretted. You only need to look at the Russell Brand and Jonathan Ross controversial phone call to Andrew Sachs to see how it can all go wrong. And Don says something really racist that we can't edit out. Hopefully we'll be on the 10 o'clock news broadcast across the world. Hint, hint, Don. We can only hope it doesn't sound like a disorganised mess because that isn't what our listeners are used to, is it, guys? Hint, hint, Gareth. Yeah, I know. know. Professionalism (laughs) all the way. It is. It's absolutely amazing. So, Don, if you say something, it can't be taken back. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm trying to be really careful with what I say. So am I, my friend. So yes, this week's the podcast is live because for the last two days, myself and Don have been on lovely dates. And because of Gareth's pressure to get it out on a Thursday, it's come to this, the first ever Game Central Live podcast. Don's date was on a Tuesday, although it went very well, and Don had sex after the meal, he couldn't help but feel a bit hurt afterwards. Well, pepper spray does do that to you. (laughs) Nice. Oh, edit that out, Gareth. It's a bit bad. Oh no, we can't! What have we done with ourselves? We can't take it back. Oh it's god! It's out there now on the internet. You know Go my on. girlfriend's going to be listening to this, don't you? So uh, she's your girlfriend now. For, for the record, I have not said anything about our date, so Rob's merely speculating about it. So if she's listening to this, she's a bit of a sadomasochist. <laughs> Why would you want to listen to the events that unfold? Well, we all know I like sadomasochism, so. But yeah, I mean. So she's your now you're officially your girlfriend? Yeah, we uh, we just decided on Tuesday. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> on the date, I bet you went, will you be my girlfriend? I might have done. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm perfectly cool with that. You are good. pretty cool or, now. Or did you pass her a piece of paper that said, will you be my girlfriend? Yes, tick box or no tick box. Please fill in this survey. Or did no, you hold a knife to her and said, be my girlfriend? <laughs> I didn't have to go that far, thankfully. She was uh, fantastic. She was quite happy. My date was a little less productive, but that's because I very much knew my companion, my lovely fiance. We went to a restaurant and decided to eat in, which makes a change because I normally eat out. Oh, <laughs> oh no, I did a joke about oral sex. That's really low. <laughs> Actual oral sex. A man performing the act on a woman. That's disgusting. We can't even edit that out now at a later date. <sighs> Too hot for oh. TV. This one's even worse. Talking of disgusting, Gareth hasn't eaten out for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Can't blame him, really, with that beard. 
He would not only look like Captain Birdseye, but have his beard would also have the faint scent of his fantastically popular fish fingers. Oh no! What have I done? That is awful. How can I say that on this planet with all the things going on in this world as they are? That's awful. That's one of the worst things that's ever happened. We should definitely be reported to Ofcom if there is such a thing for Twig. For all of those of you that may be out there listening for the first time tonight, to see how a podcast live would actually work, now, you haven't tuned into the wrong thing by mistake. We do actually talk about games at some point. So apart from getting a new girlfriend, Don, not that yep. you've had an old girlfriend, um, <laughs> how's your week been? Uh, awesome. Just it's been all good because girlfriend. That's, that's all that's really <laughs> happened. I've actually not played Destiny every single day now because, because of this ah, situation. You've got other Which, things... Some would say it's a good thing. But other than, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been really good. It's almost like life can be good. Life <laughs> Strange just, feeling, but I'm getting used to it. It's the third place on this podcast, isn't it? Guy <laughs> was enriched with beautiful women. You're enriched with beautiful... Well, I don't know if she's beautiful. We're just going to have to take your word for it. And obviously you're going to say she's beautiful if she's listening to this. I don't need to say it. She bloody well is. She, she knows I just it. said it, though. <laughs> well, you know. That's <laughs> no. nice. So, Gareth, you've been with your girlfriend, who I won't name, because uh, you can't bleep it out, uh, for quite some time now. The romance died quite a while back. So, yeah. has she prevented you from playing games this week? I've kind of prevented myself by not playing anything. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's some stuff I've played, so, you know, what have we been playing? I'll have some stuff to say. That's brilliant. But, um, yeah, none of it is, like, actual games. Like, I went to, I went to Play Expo. And yeah. that was fun, and we'll talk about some of that in what have we been playing. But I've not played anything new or important in any way. Okay, the sounds are lined up and ready, Gareth. Oh shit! Okay, oh, great. We've got all our songs ready. Yep. And now on to a lovely thing we like to call the news. Ooh. Wow, now that sounded pretty slow motion, Gareth. <laughs> I don't know if it was just me, but it was a bit laggy. <coughs> yeah, that was horrific. Sorry. Was actually, but we can't edit it and we can't take it back. Yep. So everyone's just going to have to bloody live with it. <laughs> right, Gareth, well. the old lawnmower was going on. Oh, yeah, shit. That was your one job. Your one job that you were given. <sighs> carry oh, on, carry on. Lawnmower, it's fine. Lawnmower is not an issue anymore. Standalone Glacier White PS4 release date. Well, sorry, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, we like to start off with the news. I think the news is pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> I don't really have to explain to you what it is. In the middle, we're going to have a little bit of a feature. It may be listener questions, depending on how many people are listening. And towards the end, we're going to finish off with what have we been playing, which will also be games. Uh, it's a bit sad that we're 10 minutes in and we haven't even started to talk about games. But, uh, Gareth, the standalone Glacier White PS4 release date is confirmed now, so you don't have to worry anymore. Oh, thank goodness. Now my £351 can finally know when it's going to be spent. Because you're actually a white supremacist, aren't you? All your consoles have to be white. (laughs) Okay, first of all, no. (laughs) (laughs) Second of all, it actually does look really cool in white. But but you've spray-painted your Xbox 360 white, so why did you do that? I've not done that. That's, you have, though. This is Don't all do. lies. It's not lies. Just because I not. can't edit out your lies for one week <laughs> doesn't mean you can keep slandering me. It is, And it's initially going to be launched as part of a bundle with Destiny and has been since sold with Drive Club. Gareth. Yeah. You're looking forward to Drive Club? 
Uh, I heard it's uh, having some troubles. I heard they're patching the golf stuff in later. Oh, they are. It wasn't a lot of people. A lot of people thought. A lot of people thought there was a lot of content missing, i.e., the golf side of it. Yeah. Um, most people just ended up with a racing game that they're not too happy with. Yeah, the, I mean, you know, when you buy a golf game, you want to play the golf bit, not just driving to the golf course. No, endlessly. because that is upsetting. But Don, do you feel like a right mug after having bought uh, a black PlayStation, knowing that there's a white one just on the precipice of Christmas? Totally do. I really wanted the white one for yeah. Well, were, but no, it's all been screwed up because of timings and money and stuff. So I'm just going to sit here with the black one and slowly mock it as I play. Racist. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I've got a form of Tourette's that comes out when on the podcast. We should probably, um, probably make that clear. <laughs> well, that, that's a, a hint, hint um, of a little Christmas present that maybe Don's new girlfriend can get in this year. Although what she'll probably think that that's frivolous spending. What? Right, so Captain Toad, Treasure Tracker, has a US release date announced. Uh, Don, you've been waiting for this for some time. Um, you haven't actually been able to reveal it yet because of strict embargoes. But it's only going to be £25. Uh, what does that tell you about the game? Uh, it tells me they're, uh, they're really good at uh, selling almost anything to, uh, to, <laughs> to, to, anyone. Nintendo, to anyone. Could they sell ice to Eskimos? Nintendo probably could. They, they put a little Nintendo logo nicely, kind of laser etched onto it. And yeah. they'd, uh, they'd flog them for seven ninety nine each. And would they pay? <laughs> Damn right they would. Who wouldn't want Fantastic. a Nintendo ice cube? I'd but buy one. What, and I don't even live. The, I don't even need ice. You don't even need ice where you live. <laughs> Only for your nice drinks when you take your girlfriend out. Uh, so, Don, not being yeah. rude, but what's the game about? Because it basically, you know it looks like a man on it who's a penis. <laughs> oh dear. You know what? It I, does. I actually don't know what this game is about. It, it's... It's something that's sort it of a mystery to me. Some sort of party game, isn't it? <laughs> and, uh, has anyone seen that cartoon Jungle Burger? <clears throat> Jungle Book? Jungle Burger. Jungle Burger. What's it's like an erotic this is, cartoon. This is you having a dream again and thinking it's real. Yeah, probably. But the, the little um, enemies in that look like the penises in the, the film Jungle Burger, which is a erotic adult cartoon. This right. can't be real. What? No, it is. Look it up. Jungle Burger. It's a very old cartoon. Um, a lot of sort of my scarring from my past has come from it uh, because it was in my dad's collection. Uh, it was quite a funny kind of cartoon comedy, but in that kind of old sort of cartoon garish way. Um, well, like so, a yeah, Viz. Yeah, kind of like Viz, but a little bit more explicit. Oh, my God. I just looked up an entry for it, and it says, Tarzoom, Shame of the Jungle. There you go. Now, uh, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, that's a movie I'll, I'll watch. <laughs> Perhaps in private. I was watching um, it when I was 10 years old. And then not tell anybody old. about. And then you wonder why I am what I am. I'm not surprised. I might be able to child. get it up on the live uh, picture. I'm sure no one would like to see you get it up on the live picture. <laughs> uh, but we're not going to be doing that, ladies and gentlemen. Don't okay. worry. Uh, the hairy beast will not be unleashed. Football Manager 2015 release date is announced for November. So all you people that like... To rather think about your football games rather than play it, you've got something going down there. So, Gareth, Don, you're not really football manager fans, are you? I love football manager. I hate football manager. I know what football is. I know what a football is, but yeah. the concept of anything else beyond that is lost on me. 
well, you know, there might be some people out there that are actual fans and there's going to be some additions and improvements coming up. Managers will have will first have to decide whether they're a tracksuit manager who spends time on the training ground with the players or if they're a tactical manager obsessed with tactics and recruitment. Manager styles can be combined and users will now be able to spend time on the training ground with the players. So that's quite nice, isn't it? Just walking around, how you been today, um, that sort of stuff. But how much more can they add to this kind of Microsoft Excel spreadsheet simulator? <laughs> it Not is, too much. It is a lot of uh, data entry stuff but um (coughs) sorry about that oh here he goes oh so what cold i I was wondering how much further they could possibly go when they started adding like um here's a press conference and you can pick your manager's answers to the questions they're asking you yeah but man they just they keep finding ways to go even even deeper maybe when the oculus rift comes out you can be in the dugout and look around and shout at people yeah, and there'll be a mini game where you have to like bat away the coins and stuff that's being thrown at you. And feces. Yes. Which yes. which no one likes to bat away, really, do they? Well, the alternative is you just let it hit you. So. Yeah, well, if it hits you, there's it's going to be um, um, a constant stream. But if you kind of try <laughs> and bat it away, you've got the the danger of actually slapping it like harder against yourself. I don't know how that would work. I don't know how the science checks out on that, but I'll take your word for it. Gareth, there is a wolf and he is among us. No, it's not Gareth Williams with his facial hair. It's uh, coming out for the PlayStation 4, Xbox One and Vita. Now, this very much seems to be the ginger steps son of the Telltale game series after the darling, the absolutely critical darling that we were faced with with The Walking Dead. Gareth, have you even played The uh, the Wolf Among Us? I haven't... Um, it's a strange played, one, isn't it? Yeah, I played the whole first series of The Walking Dead. Fantastic. Not yeah. had a chance to play any of the second series of it yet. But no, I, I know people that have played the Wolf Among Us and really like it. But it's just such a such a weird prospect because you have to pay money and then just wait and to pay more money. To, it's ah, it's always rubbed me the wrong way because I have so little money. Yeah. But um, it's going to come out in the 7th of November in Europe and November the 4th in North America with retail version of the PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 version also coming out on the same day. Uh, it's, always, it's always a bit strange because they're just about to release The Walking Dead on the next generation machines. And yeah. you kind of think that anyone that would have played it would have played it already. But, you know, The Walking Dead seems to be getting bigger and bigger within its popularity. Uh, sorry, Don, I didn't ask you if you played uh, The Wolf Among Us. I haven't, no. No? Thanks for asking. You're welcome. <laughs> Have you played Shovel Knight by any chance? No, I haven't played that well, either. I very much doubt that you would, and if you said you had, you would have been lying, because it isn't even released yet. Uh, <laughs> Shovel Knight will make its European Wii U and 3DS debut in November, so that's a, a game you can buy there, Don, for your Wii U. Do you remember that? Uh, I think so. It's that thing underneath my coffee table. Yeah. yeah no, that's that. uh, your girlfriend's head. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I insult my lovely new girlfriends. I'm not, and it might be a bit uncomfortable when she, when you see her again, and she says, "Don, I was a bit creeped out that you were referring to me as your girlfriend." Uh, <laughs> you know, we 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 haven't even uh, we've only met a few times. You know, I think you're taking it a bit too far. Next week we'll be saying, "Oh, my wife." You know, uh, <laughs> she, she lets me play games. She's been really good. I haven't even touched yesterday. And the week after that, I'll uh, be broadcasting this from prison. My widow. 
<laughs> my widow was a lovely woman. Uh, but on the sixth date, I just got a bit too carried away. Um, but if you do want to buy that, uh, Dom, this actually looks like one of those games that Gareth plays and goes, it is actually good if you get into it. it a lot That's of people have said this is really good. What? Oh, who knows? Shovel Knight is also critically acclaimed. Much like If ever there was a game that is exactly as its title suggests, this is it. It's <laughs> a knife with a for shovel. shovel. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. What more do you want? Uh, well, you know, I don't know what more I'd want. Does he have Probably. a horse? Oh, I don't know. I hope he has a horse. Yeah. With and a wheelbarrow. Has a wheelbarrow for a horse. That'd be good. Then go. I would buy this game. What if he horse, what if he had a nemesis? A he had a nemesis that was called Ho Knight. <laughs> oh, <laughs> who carried a hoe. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. That's uh, comedy gold. This is why you tune in live. That's quite comedy gold like this. Because that was so funny that we probably would have had to edit that out to just spare people <laughs> from the danger that if they were to laugh so much. This is the kind Some, of stuff that yeah. normally gets hit hits the cutting room floor. It hits don't the realize. cutting room floor. Which is another thing that uh, Don calls his basement. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> right, so Nick Sorry, sorry Don, did you come <clears throat> back there? No, no, I don't. I think it's best. I just left that where it was. Thanks. You should just leave it where it was. Uh, Needhog is, yeah. uh, is coming towards the PS4 and PS Vita. Now, Gareth, you actually love this game, don't you? It's fantastic. It's one of the best multiplayer games I've played in years. And if ever there was a game whose title sums it up so well, <laughs> it's Needhog, right? Just like Shovel Knight before it. It... Yeah, it's an ambiguous title. It's a, a made-up word, shall we say. Mm. Um, it's essentially just an 8-bit fencing simulator. Well, yeah. not simulator. 8-bit yeah, really fencing. You just yeah. stab people and then run past their corpses. That's, that's the essence like of London. Nidhogg. A little bit like London. <laughs> yeah. But a lot more like Liverpool. Liverpool... <laughs> Boom, now, shots fired. Listening in Liverpool, Gareth actually comes from Manchester. So it's a little bit naughty of him saying that. Um, while no specific date has been set, Gareth, co-founder Kirsty Narinder told <laughs> that it will be releasing in the next week or two. That's a bit weird, isn't it? Like, if you say, oh, it's going to be released towards the end of the year, if, if you say it's going to be released in the next week or two, that's you're a bit too close to be not too sure of what's going to happen. Well, I mean, we're not exactly experts. We are. We we told we people. We are Gareth. We told people we we're doing this podcast live like a few hours ago. Yes. So and, you know we're rock and roll. We turn up to our own party late. <laughs> Maybe Nicholas rock and roll. Off. Yeah, it is. Gareth. Yeah. Do you want to play a new Resident Evil game? Nope. Nope. <laughs> I don't think anyone does <laughs> after Resident Evil Six. I felt really dirty after Resident Evil 6 and not even in a good way uh, you, you know kind of I don't want to revisit that time in my life and you know who is it this time it's Claire Redfield isn't it yep yeah I really want to know what's going on in her life <laughs> more than I want to know what's going on in Barry Burton's daughter's life I like um, Barry Barry's alright Barry... Barry died straight away in the first one no you're thinking uh, of Lots of other people. In that great FMV sequence. Yeah. Oh, get to the hell! <laughs> That's the only time I remember Barry. Just lots of video footage of angry dogs. <laughs> yeah. It was 
one of the worst things I've ever seen. So what are we going to be looking for? Where's an evil? Where's it an evil? Resident Weevil. Um, <laughs> a weevil's an actual animal. Uh, Resident Evil Revelations 2. Re- Revelations wasn't a bad game. No, uh, not at all. You played it. Did you play on your 3DS, Gareth? Or you didn't <coughs> play anything on it, have you? Uh, that would mean I would have to have bought a game for it, which would yeah. be ridiculous. Yeah, it had, it, had, it had that kind of, oh, I don't even think they're going to be able to get that old Resident Evil feeling back. I don't even think there was a feeling. I think back in the day with Resident Evil, it was a game of its own time, and a lot of people go, I remember when the dogs jumped through the window, I was really scared. <laughs> no, you wasn't. If you go back to that now, it looks like two sausages being flung through a pane of glass. <laughs> that would it's be just... terrifying. Actually, that would, Gareth. And then when you looked through the window, so you'd thrown them, there was just a guy in a butcher's um, butcher's sort of apron looking at you with like sort of cuts down his face, holding on to two sort of two rolls. Roll, what, what do you call sausages? Strings of sausages. Strings, yeah. Saying, "I am. You are my girlfriend." <laughs> what the fuck? I know exactly. That's the way it's going. Um, Saints Row: Gat Out of Hell, which is a great play on the words of Bat Out of Hell. Uh, from lovely Meatloaf, who is Gareth's twin. Um, so, <laughs> are you looking forward to this, Don? Because you're a big Saints Row fan. Do you know what? I've got Saints Row 4, um, one of the collector's editions, I don't know which, for my 360. And yeah. uh, guess how much of it I've played? 10%. All Literally it. 0%. Oh. It's still in its cellophane. It's another one of those games I haven't got around to playing yet. It's not a bad game, though, Don. No, I know. That's exactly why I bought it. But... Um, it's so such a crazy, crazy game now. Do you think bringing out DLC though for for games on the uh, the old gen systems is is? Do you think it's going to keep them going? Do you think it's really what people want now? Do you think That's more people have, people have just kind of moved on a bit to the next systems? They're going to well, go back. Do you think they're going to go well, back? To we always DLC? say we always say Don um, yeah. that you know they seem to release the DLC way too late in the day. Way too late. Completed the game, and but in Saints Row's four case, it seems even worse than usual. Yeah, I mean, they've just like the what the fourth bit of DLC, fifth bit. <clears throat> been yeah, but it's not even that. The game came out quite a while ago now. Yeah, you know, I'm not going to be able to going to dust it down or go out and buy it again just to play that bit of DLC. Because, like you say, the video game industry moves along at such a pace. Today's news is tomorrow's chip paper. That is and what that... they say. <laughs> oh God, Gareth Don Don, you just reminded me. Oh Jesus! It's what? tea for two, isn't it? <laughs> oh Jesus, no! He's just sipped his tea, Gareth. Yeah, but the the tea for two was when there was going to be a boring destiny bit, and there's not been one yeah, yet. Yeah, but he sipped his tea, oh, right? <laughs> tea for two is basically when I look back with uh, Don uh, when he sips his tea, uh, and I explain childhood uh, through the eyes of most of our listeners, really, because we're all of the same generation. That those that generation that grew up with a PlayStation, and I think you'll find that some of my tea for two really does go back to the nostalgia and the rose-tinted specs that we used to wear as children. Could you imagine children buying cigarette-shaped chocolate these days? I remember I would sit with my friends in primary school. Don't worry, I was also in primary school at the time. We would sit there (laughs) pretending to smoke. Who bought these for us? Yeah, that's right, our mums. Mums were right bastards back then. You remember that picture a few years back of the young Asian lad having a smoke that caused outrage? Well, we were just as bad, if not worse. And that concludes this week's Tea for Two. Come back next week when I will talk about a boom bag, 
which was basically a piece of plastic filled with toxic chemicals that when pushed in the middle would inflate and then blow up. Do you remember those guys? Of course. They were dangerous. I remember when one of my friends, because we dared him to hold it as it inflated, <laughs> and then it, it blew up in his hand, and he had this dirty rash boil thing on his hand because it was like acid. Um, but there you go, that was cheaper for two. Uh, Don, do you remember going in and getting some uh, chocolate cigarettes? I, I remember the uh, they were all the ones I had were just white, but they had a kind of red tip on the end to simulate the glow of a lit cigarette, just for that extra bit of authenticity for your. Well, like because you're the, I think you're a bit older than us, aren't you? Maybe I am slightly, <laughs> slightly older by a couple yeah. of years. So obviously you had them when they were really bad. But they were properly. I mean, some of them had filters on and actual nicotine yeah. in them. So uh. <laughs> yeah. And you went around with your lighter lighting them, but we had ones that had really awful, sh- like sort of sugar paper wrapped around the the chocolate, and the chocolate tasted awful. But we still they, ate them. Yeah, it was weird. They went through a stage where they actually people did start to complain, so they changed them from being white with a little kind of glowy red bit on the end to being actual chocolate coloured. And yeah. so they just looked like cigars at that point. So you're thinking, well, yeah. that that doesn't really help. So they just, that, yeah. But Don, you know what? Stuff. It's called progress. I suppose we, back we in those days, though. family members. <laughs> Not in our youth. I'm talking about like years and years before generations. Years, years ago, you know, people would do that and it would seem all right. And now we look at it, and only some people think it's all right. But the majority of us, we just don't do it. And it's the same as that. If you saw that nowadays, a pack of cigarette-shaped chocolates, you'd be like, "What the hell is this?" Yep. But our mum thought it's great, and probably why one of the reasons I started smoking at the age of twelve. Oh dear! Right, Hugh Laurie to voice Little Pig Planet. Little Pig Planet. That would be a lot better than Little Big Planet. Bloody words! It'd be a dream. I'd love now, it. Now, Gareth is yeah. an absolute fan of Hugh Laurie's work <laughs> in House. Um, so, how do you think that this will lead to him in Little Big Planet? Because isn't Stephen Fryer one of these university alumni? Alumies? <laughs> alumni. What is it? Alumni. Alumni. Uh, uh, yep. Yeah. They, so it looks like they're going to be kind of maybe facing off together and doing some improv comedy. Yeah, Hugh Laurie's the bad guy. Yeah. Which I think he fits the bad guy a lot better than uh, than Stephen Fry ever would. Yeah. Is that because he's gay? What? A bit of your... Stephen Fry's gay, isn't he? Yeah. I'm confused what the point you're trying to make is. That you're... Uh, What's the word? Homophobic. Well, no, because I just said Hugh Laurie would be a good bad guy. Hugh Laurie's not gay. D- I never said he... Oh, What's going Jesus. on right now? Right, critics deliver mixed impressions <laughs> in the first the Evil Within reviews. I was going to go and pick it up the other day, Gareth. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, buy it. I wasn't just going to go and pick it up. That'd be a waste of my time. Um, <laughs> I was going to trade in Shadow of Mordor. Mm. Um, but I decided not to uh, because I'm, I don't know I've been looking at reviews and I just don't know if it's my kind of game Don? I've been quite looking forward to Evil Within um, not as much as Bloodborne or something like that but um, yeah because I like the old Resident Evil type games and this was kind of harking back to that sort of the thing is Don um, your girlfriend might google the Evil Within now yeah. uh, and the fact that you said you're quite looking forward to it will probably make her probably quite scared of you. <laughs> no, I think she's pretty cool with the whole video games thing. Good. <laughs> <laughs> what made you <clears throat> think you were going to get it, Rob? Yeah, what, 
Um, I don't know because I'm a big Shinji Mikami fan uh, of the old school Resident Evil kind of uh, gameplay. Um, but I, I suppose I'm just uh, going on a downer with games, which I'll explain later on. Um, but, you know, there seems to be people that like it. There seems to be people that don't like it. Um, but at the moment, I'm holding off on buying it because it seems to be one of those games that's going to kind of plummet in price. And, you know, when, when you see games for like £50 or so, you just start weighing up against it. When it comes down to about 25 they always do these kind of games. You know, we had, um, what was the other one they did? Shadow of the Damned. Yes, you know, that Shadows just plummeted. Um, so I'm expecting this to do the same. That's nice, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a very optimistic attitude. Very optimistic. It's not getting bad reviews. Yeah, I know. But um, it's not the kind of game that I'd want to spend £50 on. Uh, you mean it doesn't come with a big statue that you can pose? No, because I only collect Play Arts Kai. Um, if there was a Play Arts Kai in there... I'd probably buy it, yeah. I'd buy any game that had a Play Arts Kaya figure. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Play Arts are just below Hot Toys in the rung of beautiful action figures that are collected by grown men. Now, Don, if you could um, do a vote of which was the greatest console ever, um, and you were an Amazon user, mm-hmm. uh, which one would you pick? I would pick the uh, Super Nintendo, like any sane human being would do. Oh, you're wrong. Gareth? <laughs> um... Let's see. Nintendo GameCube gotta be easily hands down oh. the best games. That's a close second. Officially, okay. officially, uh, PlayStation Two has been voted the best ever console by Wrong. Amazon users. Wrong. Amazon Why? idiots. Who did they ask? I'm a Amazon user. They didn't fucking ask me. And I buy shit. Well, Amazon. You didn't get the email obviously because I didn't think you were important enough. Well, because <laughs> uh, you said snares. Screw the idiots who voted for the PS2. Well, Here's the thing. Just... Right, there, there were brackets. Everything got split up into brackets. Here was the, what the PS2 had to face to get into the finals. First yeah. round, PS2 versus the Wii U. <laughs> Fucking hell! Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Second round, PS2 versus the PlayStation 3. What? And then in the final, it was the uh, PS2 versus the original PlayStation. After the PS2 beat the N64. Yeah. Fuck me. This is literally the most stupid thing I've ever heard. <laughs> well, just you wait, sir. So. Why, why would you say Super Nintendo, Don? Because that, ga- that game, that console, just... It just <laughs> that like, game, that, that game. Super Nintendo game, you know that one. <laughs> that Super Nintendo really just it kicked off... If it wasn't for the Super Nintendo, there wouldn't be a PS2. There wouldn't have been a PS1, for that matter. Oh, came at the end of the game crash, didn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, and not just because of Nintendo helping to fund the PS1 accidentally or accidentally <laughs> in the first place. Oh, we just lost loads of money. Where's it gone? I accidentally <laughs> gave it to Sony. We gave it to Sony, and then they fucked yeah. up with all our CD drives, and they've made a console out of it. Super Nintendo but, lost to the original PlayStation. Oh, yeah. fuck me. That just tells me everything I need to know about the dicks that were voting. <laughs> There's a certain kind of gamer who is voting, and I know exactly what they're like, and they're not welcome around my house anytime. Well, unless. The what? Oh, he's drinking tea again. <laughs> that was water, sorry. I've got a bit of a sore throat. <clears> oh, <throat> bless him. Um, I would actually probably tend to agree that the PlayStation 2, in regards to the amount of software and 
the sort of all the different genres that it covered. You know, you've probably got got some of the best action games ever made in Devil May Cry 3, uh, God Hand. You've got some of the best sports games ever where Pro Evolution Soccer was really on its game. You've got some of the best simulation driving, such as Gran Turismo 4, Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec. You know, you've got the best arcade racers in Burnout 3. I know, obviously, people love Super Nintendo, but, okay, it probably had the best platformers ever made. Yeah, um, and it had the best racer was <clears throat> um, obviously Mario, Super Mario Kart. But was right it? There. Yes, it was. <laughs> you would still best hold that mode, up as the best. Best battle mode. Super Mario World, obviously, probably still one of the greatest games ever. Thank uh, you. It's easily one, top one or two or three of any game on any platform ever made in the history yeah. of games. And, um, yeah, you just, it's, it's kind of seminal, really. It's just set the benchmark. Uh, and, seminal fluid. <laughs> yeah, I don't like the way seminal and seminal go together. Yeah, it's it a bit weird, isn't it? It is very weird. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I can't see why PlayStation Two shouldn't uh, deserve that. I mean, there were some great games for it. I mean, obviously, uh, Eco and Shadow of the Colossus—they're two of the games that the reason I actually ended up buying a PS Two eventually. Um, yeah. I didn't have one for ages. I've gone through like N64 and a GameCube way before. I bought a PS2, um, and then I only picked it up to pick up those classic games you can only get on PS2. And they are fantastic, brilliant, brilliant games. Um, but just those those kind of exclusives alone, I, I don't know, I don't think they're enough for me to uh, put the PS2 way ahead of console. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, we're talking about if you were to be on a desert island and you only had an electrical... Um, sort of current that you was providing electricity yeah. you had a TV and a games console with their entire back catalogue I'd still go for the SNES because you, um, the cartridges are less likely to break down than the CD drive yeah and you get a bit of sand in the CD drive you're screwed get a bit of sand yeah. in the cartridge blow on it you're fine <laughs> everyone knows this that's how it works that's how it works well you know that's how it works <laughs> <laughs> right so, Gareth, the next bit of news mm-hmm. is going to be quite sad for you, isn't it? It depends which bit you're going to talk about. Um, probably the Smash Brothers news. Okay. Why Why would that make me sad? Because I haven't actually read the news story and I clicked out of it. <laughs> and I was just trying to buy some time. So it's not actually sad. Uh, no, it's not sad at all. Oh, there's a Smash Brothers tournament announced for UK. No, that no. was from last week. Shit, Gareth, help me out. You've probably got it right in front of you. Yeah, but you, do you want me to just say what it is? or Step up, Gareth. Gareth Should we just edit all this plate. out? Should take we... the ball from his hands. Uh-oh. Edit this out. <laughs> right, okay. Basically, Sakurai, the guy who uh, directs the Smash Bros. games, uh, teased two game modes for the Wii U. Oh, he just teased them. Are they, um, are they a tease of an announcement or a rumour of an announcement? It's like a screenshot showing... It's like it's like a semicircle type thing, joined to make a circle, and then the left half says master blank, and then the right half says crazy blank. That's master hand. Yeah, he's, he has a picture of master hand and crazy hand, but they've deliberately blanked out where hand should be, so I'm wondering if it's going to be another word, which will mean it's a completely different mode. Like chief. Master Chief and Crazy Chief. Crazy Taxi. Come on, Gareth. But- <laughs> Obviously. Yep. 
That's the uh, the announcement. Is that Stop. Super Smash Bros. is a Halo and a Crazy Taxi sequel? Oh yes, all in one. Um, it's coming out in twenty first on the twenty first of November. How excited are you? Oh, that's if you're in America. Yeah, I'm not. You have to America. wait till December fifth, you peasant. Yeah, and even then, I don't know if I'll be able to get it on launch, which makes me really sad. Because you might by then be uh, independent. Ugh. You may have moved out, have <laughs> bills to pay, and all that bollocks. Yeah, life's about to end. Oh dear. <laughs> uh, someone get this guy a Wii U quickly. <laughs> so, you've kill. got one, haven't you? Yep. Dream. Give it here. <laughs> Gimme. <laughs> right. So, Sony to hold massive, and it is quoted as massive, PlayStation community event in December. How massive is it, Gareth? Uh, big enough that they're taking it to Las Vegas. That's, well, that's like harder. the biggest place to do things, isn't it? In the desert. Look how much room there is. <laughs> um, attendees will sit in an in-depth panels, meet the industry's best developers, score hands-on gameplay with tons of upcoming PlayStation games. That's that's just the wrong sort of imperial measurement to use, really. Um, tons. What it's, would you prefer? Liters? I would prefer I would like be able to come up with 30 upcoming PlayStation games. <laughs> There's tons if you were to put them on a sort of scale. You know, how many tons are we talking? Five, ten? That's a lot of games. Um, and if they're virtual games, then they're going to weigh less than a feather. Collect free swag and get a chance to purchase rare collectibles directly from their favourite game studios. Uh, attendees will also get an exclusive first look at what's coming up next in 2015 which I am told you will not want to miss so that's out of order for us that don't live near Nevada which is yeah, almost we... everyone in the world yeah it's not a hop skip and a jump from here <clears throat> no we, we don't want to miss it but we're going to have to miss it unfortunately so thanks for that Sony but would you go to it if you lived in Las Vegas Gareth yeah of course if I you would if lived on the Sunset Strip is that in Las Vegas I don't know I, know, I think that's what they call that bit of hair that goes from your belly button to your pubes, isn't it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Bring it down. Oh, good times. The Xbox One controller can now find your lost controller, but what happens if you lose both controllers? Uh, then you probably shouldn't be playing games. You shouldn't. Well, they, oh, that's not really that interesting. You just say to your Kinect, find... And then you can show us that's vibrating. There we go. Um, well, just do what I've always done to stop losing a controller, and that's just tie it to the con- tie it to the console by a bit of string. Oh yes. <laughs> well, con- controllers are so crap now. You have to have the play and charge kit constantly attached to it anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, now to Don. This is quite a funny story, isn't it? Uh, Bungie. Uh, you really like Bungie, so <laughs> why don't you go ahead with it? Because these guys, they are so funny. It's hilarious. It really is. They they are hilarious. These those crazy bungee guys. They are. They really um, are <clears throat> crazy. And in a, the obviously <laughs> a destiny story of the week because there has to be destiny story every week. Every week. Uh, <clears throat> literally every week. Uh, yeah. Obviously they nerfed the loot cave the other a couple of weeks back. Can you tell us what nerfed is for those that nerfed don't? Means nerfed means basically kind of gun. It's it's kind of what gun. Gun. Pretty fun as well. So this clearly made it more fun by making yeah. it nerf, right? Exactly. Nerf just means they've basically put an end to it. They've put a cork in it. <laughs> uh. 
put a stop to it, ended it, cut it off. Yeah, um, yeah it's one loot in the cave. Um, and I said at the time they should put, they should kind of rename it like the old Destiny Loot Cave, or they should do something to like mark it as a, as a, as a place that once was, as it were, in the world. And uh, they have listened to me because I emailed them constantly. Yeah. Um, through automated emailing software um, and bombarded them so much that their site went down a couple of times. Um, so eventually they had to uh, listen to me to stop me doing that. And they've actually put in a little kind of Easter egg into what uh, was the uh, the famous loot cave. Um, I won't spoil it for people, I don't think, who uh, who haven't been there yet, but pop along to your favourite old loot cave and have a little peek inside. And what? You will... No, screw you, I'm going to spoil it. It's just a little <laughs> thing that when you click on it, it says some words, that's it. It's lame. It's terrible. Well, it's better than nothing. It's, it's nice that they've kind of recognised that it was a place that people like to go. The spooky voice just says, like, millions died here. Well, that's it. It's yeah, poof. there's a few variations of kind of a spooky ghost voice that appears um, when you go in there. And there's kind of some kind of remains of uh, where there was once a load of bodies, obviously, of the hive that have been billion shotted to death <clears throat> over the week or so that we existed. But it's nice that they actually listen to that kind of thing rather than the actual no, thing. No, it's not. It'd be nice if they'd done that without taking it out of the game. No, I know. Otherwise, it just seems like <laughs> rubbing it in your face. Yeah, like, yeah, remember I this know, thing that was the know. only way to get Destiny loot? Ah, fuck you. Right. Oh, Destiny's so great. Mm. I was thinking while you two were talking about Destiny, uh-huh. um, will this go down in the canon of our episodes or would this be like, you got bottom series one, two and three, then you kind of got bottom live? Right. So is this Game Banter episode, uh, Game Game Central podcast episode thirty eight, or is this Game Central podcast live? This is episode thirty eight, I think. Slash live. live. I think it should be Game Central live. No, we can't be. We can't do that. You you do you get sort of spin offs, don't you? Like there was League of Gentlemen live as well. That's that's not like series one or two. Yeah, but we might end up doing this every single week. So, That'd be really beautiful because it has gone really well, hasn't it, so far? So and far, I think flawless. Having absolutely. that, uh, absolutely flawless. Right, so um, I don't know if people are listening out there. They may be listening <laughs> out there. Um, Christabel, hopefully she's listening. Uh, she's been someone that's war- had wars with um, Gareth on quite a few occasions, <laughs> being so nice as to call him Gimpface. Um, <laughs> can you just let us know if you're there, Christabel? I feel like I'm talking to a different um, sort of entity from another planet. Well, the thing is, is there's actually lag on the stream, so even if she was in the chat room, she wouldn't be able to type as you speak. Why is that? Because there's lag. It, like, everything that they're seeing ha- is happening like 20 seconds after we say it. Okay, so we should be waiting for something to come up on the side r- around about now? I mean, in theory, yep. But, but they wouldn't hear that until 20 seconds ago. Yeah, but they would have heard 20 seconds ago around now. And they so would now around now they'll be questioning just... what the fuck's going on and whether they should continue listening. <laughs> I it's going downhill so, yeah. now, Gareth. But we know it's going downhill, but it's in the future a little bit. Okay, so... so it's it... time. Okay, I think I follow what you're saying. Right, has anything been said, Gareth? No. Do well, we have... We'd have to have some kind of actual viewers or listeners. We have five. We have Woo-hoo! five. That's nearly double figures. It, it like is as well. Like the Twitch interface is really bad, so that isn't at all an accurate reflection. But Twitch is yeah. worth like 
four billion dollars or something. So how can it be a really poor, slow interface? Um, it must be state of the art, speedy, instantaneous. It doesn't have to be if it's the only <laughs> competitor. You're quite <laughs> it can be right. Whatever the fuck it wants. It can be as bad as it wants because exactly. now they've got all the money. <clears throat> so is this the part of the show where I get to take over this for a is moment? The part of the show where Gareth is going to go for his song of the week. Um, and let's see how he does it live and whether he'll prattle on. Um, when we come back from the other side <laughs> of the song, um, obviously we can't talk over it because that'd be very rude. Hopefully we'll get some questions from Christabel Gashian as to why Gareth treated her the way he did for <laughs> quite a while before I even met Gareth because I didn't realise what kind of person he really was. Okay, Gareth, take it away. All right, I'm actually just going to mute you. So there's no chance that you'll speak during the song. Thank you. I'll still speak, but people just won't be able to hear me. Oh yeah, you talk talk amongst yourselves. That's fine. Okay. But don't actually do that. All right. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Okay. Oh. All right. It's the time for the video game music section. Uh, which I do every week. Uh, this week is the first live one. I want to go with a crowd pleaser. Uh, and nothing is more crowd pleasing than One Winged Angel, the classic tune for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, I've gone for the version from Advent Children, which was the computer animated uh, DVD film they brought out, which is really cool. And I think it's probably the best version of the track. So, this is from Final Fantasy VII. Advent Children, and it's One Winged Angel.
and that was JLS with their number one hit song, <laughs> Let Me Love You. Um, what a very aggressive song that was, Gareth. Yep, apparently uh, I didn't uh, have that set up very well, so it was all incredibly loud. I might have to go back and fix that one thing. Well, I'm sure you won't be able to fix the hearing of our listeners. Uh, how much were they really listening anyway? How Is much it still they... playing? <laughs> Is it finished? <laughs> <laughs> just turn your turn your volume down it's fine <laughs> it's rock and roll you gotta crank oh, it you have got, and you, you desperately you definitely cranked it up to 11 there Gareth good that was my one goal was to deafen everyone fantastic well we're coming up to that hour mark and we are going to today's feature which Gareth has quite frankly seemed very sort of tolerant about and very quite lacklustre in arranging so hopefully it won't fall flat on his hairy face Gareth yes Rob over to you well my idea was <coughs> that if there were people watching which you know if we're doing this live it's a reasonable assumption ish that they might want to ask us questions uh, they could be about our mums um, they can be even insulting uh, and you know some of the best insults out there people will be rewarded with a copy of Shadow of Mordor now I think that's a really lovely prize Gareth that, that is how, how have you managed that I don't know Gareth uh, you know sometimes you can get uh, prizes to give to people and we're looking for people to now uh, give us questions either about our lives our early lives our childhoods growing up um, about retro gaming it could be about absolutely anything it could be about the size of our penises <laughs> it could be anything about like that so Gareth you said there was about a two hour lag within people <laughs> responding <coughs> people's ears should stop ringing any second now do you know something okay. weird you made me think about this by saying size of penises which it has nothing to do with my penis don't worry so I've got like a spot but it's like right on basically on my nipple right but it's right next to the existing nipple so it kind of feels like I have two nipples and that is the Game Central podcast (laughs) (laughs) right there you know you won't hear that kind of stuff anywhere else Gareth feels like he has um, three nipples now you know if anyone would have asked a question um Gareth, what would it be like if you had to live in an eternal nightmare of having three nipples? That is the answer that you would have been given. So there's just a, a little test there. Right, does that mean I win a copy of Shadow of Mordor? Not yet, because it wasn't an insult. Oh, so close. <laughs> I think Don's typing in the, the chat. What? I don't know. I don't... What? Okay, okay. yeah, know what that is mean. Don. <laughs> uh, the awkward silences are always the best this is the kind of stuff I would normally edit out yeah but Gareth when you try and say to the feature oh yeah maybe we'll do that you, you sometimes have a, a sort of backup um, yeah I spent quite a lot of my day setting up this live thing so and people don't even appreciate it um no, the, the Jaguar Wong in the chat says he can't hear anything uh, anymore after that music, and Fantastic. I have it on good authority that Jaguar Wong is actually done. So, 
I want to thank Don. So, that slander that is. What we've basically got is Don making jokes to us. <laughs> Don is Don making hilarious jokes, yes. He is making hilarious jokes while we're. So, uh, do you know what I feel like, Gareth? What do you feel like, like? You know, when some guys go out and we're like, yeah, let's go out, let's get some birds. Yeah. And then you're kind of just sat at a table. Mm-hmm. It's a bit embarrassed. Well, you know, can't expect people to stick around after I deafen them all. Yeah. So, what have we been playing? <laughs> Let me set it up. Oh, what? Also very loud. Thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, you'll come along and organise the feature for next week. Yeah, literally, as we moved on to the section, Baby Foo sixty nine in the chat says, "Haha, think no one is here." So thanks, Baby Foo, for being being the contributor to the feature. Technically, you got in just as we changed, but I think that counts. Yeah. So, that is uh, <clears throat> well done. Baby Foo, thank you also for making me feel dejected. And that no one loves me, uh, <laughs> as if that doesn't go on in my life enough as it is. Ah! Whoa, oh, Gareth, calm down! <laughs> my God, you've been given two jobs. Arrange the feature and the fucking sound. I don't know why I did that. It proper skipped on its own. Okay, my apologies. <laughs> it sounds like, you know when you fire up one of those old projectors? You know, with the film wheels in it? Because it goes like... Then the fucking sound comes on. <laughs> okay, I'll turn that off. Oh dear. Right, brilliant. Thanks, Gareth. It's alright, mate. It's alright. Anytime. So, uh, what have we been playing this week, Don? Apart well, the old, uh, the old, uh, yeah, the old uh, vertical bacon sandwich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the old meat. The old meat taco. Are you basically saying that basically they lay on top of each other with um, sort of bacon? strips laid across their torsos no the, the vertical delicious. the vertical bacon sandwich is like a I've euphemism for literally for never heard that in my entire life because I literally uh, invented it like a year ago with my friends oh, <laughs> you know I was quite happy without that without that being a thing in my life but now it is and I will never be able to forget it <laughs> you just better hope she's not uh, she's not got ketchup on it that's all I'll, oh, that's all oh. I'll say <laughs> Oh, Tom, quick. Well, Gareth's nice going trying... out with her. <laughs> yeah. Gareth's trying to trail us, you know that. That's he what is. he's done. <clears throat> well, this week... <laughs> Sorry, I just think that all of our listeners have no arms, so they can't contact us. That's why I'm sitting here holding on to the belief that that's the actual possibility. I'm talking well, about you know, Baby we're... Foo 69. She typed with her nose. Yeah. <laughs> With a pencil, sellotape to fall. It wasn't so much of a question as an insult. <laughs> wow. Right, go on, Don. Uh, okay, so obviously I've only really played Destiny this week. Um, so there's not much more I can say about that, so I'm not going to say any more about that. Instead, um, I'm actually going to tell you my girlfriend. Oh. Um, because it is game-related. Um, in fact... Oh, 
Um, yeah, it turns out that she um, she had a brother who uh, sadly died a few years back. Um, but he was a games programmer, oh. um, unbelievably, um, and quite brilliantly. And he worked on some brilliant, brilliant games, including, back in the day, Perfect Dark and Banjo-Tooie. Oh, shit. Um, and um, he was one of the lead programmers for a very small niche game called The Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion. No, he wasn't. Come on. Bloody, bloody well was. Which wasn't was. as good as Skyrim. Well, it would have been if he had worked on that one as well. <laughs> that is a very good... Don't laugh, Gareth. Is this really serious? Oh. <clears throat> but yeah, unfortunately, obviously, he, he passed away by uh, um, shortly after then. But um, but yeah, he he was a brilliant games program. And um, yeah, Oblivion, totally, uh, totally one of the lead programs on Oblivion. Absolutely awesome. But unfortunately, yeah, I'll never get to meet the, uh, the young man. But, um, but yeah, so that's my story of the day and why my girlfriend is cooler than yours. Mm, so. Well, my girlfriend, <laughs> uh, sh- her brother, actually um, painted the Sistine Chapel um, many years ago. And he's also done sort of other artworks on the roofs of sort of various historical buildings. Um, he also invented the cure for uh, quite a lot of ailments. Um, that have been plaguing the human race since the beginning of time. He also invented fire and <laughs> the telephone. Wow. So, Gareth? Uh-huh. Uh, my girlfriend's brother actually lives in China right now. Wow. Taught himself Chinese, moved over there, and I can only assume he's just ploughing through China's Women. female population. <laughs> oh, yes. I can only assume he's, he's now unable to leave because <laughs> yes. he's trapped in China. Don't be racist. Right, so... <laughs> Your Chinese finger trap. There we go. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, you can't I say that. You can't say too. Chinese burn either. <laughs> what? You can. My girlfriend tried to give me one of those the other day. Oh, wow. That's all there is to that story. <laughs> right. So, what have I been playing this week? Um, I'm going to say Lord of Shadows. Great game, but one of the most disappointing endings that I've ever had to face. Really? Um, for me, it destroyed the whole game. Oh, when I play a game, especially a combat game, I like the bosses to kind of test me on everything I've learned up until that point. The problem with um, Lord of Shadows is the final two bosses that you're building up to the game, uh, building up the whole game's point towards it to do uh, actually require no skill whatsoever oh dear so basically what it is the whole game is built around you assembled in an army to then take down the kind of generals in Sauron's army so you're going through and kind of brainwashing orcs to fight for you so basically the whole game I was talking last week about this orc system where the enemies go around and they kind of fight each other and there's a kind of ecosystem to absolutely going into them and doing that. And you're doing all of this thinking that there's going to be some kind of payoff, as you would. Okay, I'm recruiting enemies, um, I'm recruiting, create, um, recruiting them to my side, I'm learning all these kind of combat moves, I'm upgrading my health. And then when it comes to the actual ending, one of them is a quick time event, and not a very good one at that. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you seriously just talking about the ending of a game that came out last week? 
No, I'm not talking about the ending. Okay. I'm talking about what the ending consists of. That, One of those that's battles, the same thing. <laughs> it's not, because I'm not telling you the outcome of the story. I'm telling you that the final boss battle uh, is a QTE. Okay. And okay. only three button pushes. And the one before that is you just basically jump on the guy. So Like a Mario use, game. Pretty much. <laughs> just bop him on the edge. none of the skills <laughs> or the army, really, that you have accumulated throughout the game. And it completely took the game from an 8 out of 10 to a 6 out of 10 in my eyes. And I think a lot of the people that have reviewed the game haven't even got to the end. Because <laughs> no one mentioned it. Well, that happens a lot, though, in games. Because uh, especially with the, uh, obviously the embargoes and the, uh, the, the late delivery of games that's more and more frequent these days. They just don't have, a lot of journalists don't have time to yeah. finish a game. So they'll, they'll play as far through it as they can and go, yeah, this is a brilliant game, I'm loving it, blah, blah, blah. But obviously, yeah, you're right, they've never got to the end most of the time. But you will think to yourself, did that really just happen? Have I really just witnessed that? <laughs> because it's literally as if, you're like, yeah, I've accumulated my army, we're getting on the boat, so I'm going to go and kick some fucking ass. This is the <laughs> whole point of the game. Everything I've been leading up to. It's like Resident Evil 4, you know, you, 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 you level your guns up, you feel like a badass, and at the end it's just one of those QTEs. It's like some of the best combat you've ever had is where you feel powerful and you fight the final boss and it's a brilliant fight but not this and it for me it took all of the good stuff that the game had been building up to the whole purpose of the game ripped it right out and just threw it to the side and it it really really disappointed me so if anyone's out there thinking of buying it like don wait till it goes down to 25 pound 20 pound i shall know thank you for your wise advice because you were going to feel right mugged off. I went out and bought it on the back of some very strong reviews, and not one review mentioned that ending. You, you felt mugged by Mass Effect's ending. It's yeah. the same sort of principle where you build up... A lot of people said you over the Mass Effect period of games, you build up this kind of followers, and you felt like a badass space captain, but then you didn't feel that there was any payoff at the end, and this is exactly the same. There, um, were, there was payoff, it was just the payoff they chose was just the most baffling, ridiculous, terrible choice they could have ever made. Well, you you feel like that for this as well. Okay. You're like, what? <laughs> you know, the combat in the game is some of the best combat I've ever played. Easily destroys the likes of Assassin's Creed. It's so visceral, so pleasurable. You know, you start off by running into an orc camp and getting cut down towards the end of the game you can run into an alt camp and face four captains at once and lay waste to about 200 enemies and you feel good and then you're ready to go and fight the last boss and you feel ready but ah, oh, he's the guy that kills your family at the beginning of the game that's not a spoiler because that happens right at the beginning so obviously you're feeling this kind of revenge um, that, you, that you never really get to fulfil and that for me destroyed the game Forza Horizon 2, still playing, um, really good, but as I said to my friend, um, who's also playing it, is games are sort of, they don't really evoke feelings anymore. It feels beautiful and looks great, but I think games are becoming too perfect. In that <laughs> what? I don't know, I don't know how to explain it, but it seems that they're too good now, like we've reached a pinnacle, and we're at the point where, they're so good and they're so non-offensive 
that they don't really disturb, stir any kind of emotion, be it negative or positive. Because we all know, even if a game looks beautiful, that only lasts for a few sort of hours, doesn't it? Until you get adjusted to it, and then it's just like it is any a game. You don't turn it on every time and go, oh, right. It's like the um, the saying, "No such thing as bad press." Yeah. Like at least if a game's getting slated, people are talking about it. But a middle of the road game like Forza Horizon Two, no one really cares because like, yep. That's Forza Horizon. It's not a middle of the road game. It's very accomplished. It's probably the best sort of racing game I've played. The best looking racing game I've played. Definitely better than something like Drive Club that's come out half finished and disappointed a lot of people. It's a lovely package. Oh, that's what she said. Um, (laughs) But it's so lovely and so non-offensive that it just stirs neither pleasure or disgust. And it's been quite a sad gaming week for me, really. Um, tried a few indie games, but as usual, I don't seem to get on with indie games. People like Gareth, they, they pretend that they like indie games. I'm not pretending. Some of the best games of the past five years have been indie games. But we'll talk about that in our feature next week. <laughs> That's actually a good idea for feature. Thank Dream. you. So, Gareth, what have you done this week? Well, I went to Play Expo. Uh, last Saturday in Manchester, which took place uh, at Event City near the Trafford Centre in Manchester. Yeah. Uh, Event City is basically like a massive aircraft hangar. And um, <clears throat> there was a shit ton of PS4s there playing uh, new games. And they didn't have many um, like pre-release games. Like last year, Nintendo had a big booth with all like... Mario Kart and Wii U's and stuff that you could play before it even came out. You had 3DS's with that new Zelda game. Um, and also Ubisoft had a huge Assassin's Creed 4 um, set up where you could play the game on PS4's like before the PS4 was even out. So it was like huge queues for that the whole day. Yeah. The only kind of pre-release thing they had here was a Pro Evo 2015? I think it's 2015. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, which actually was pretty busy most of the time because that game's been getting a lot of buzz pre-release, especially next to how weird FIFA was this year. Yeah. But um, in terms of like brand new stuff, it wasn't as exciting as last year. They did have a lot of PS4s and I got to try out the uh, PS4 controller for the very first time. Yeah. Pretty exciting. I quite like it. It's, um, Mm -hmm. It's more comfortable than the PS3 one by a long way. Um, but the sticks feel weird. It's like they got most things right with it, and then so it's like I don't know how to describe it. It's like a, imagine a bowl, right, for your yeah. thumb to like rest gently in, and that's that's nice. It would feel nice. But then inside that bowl is another bowl upside down, so you can't like get your thumb any purchase because hmm. there's this thing like. That's very abstract. I'm I'm sure there's not a lot of people out there that can identify with that emotion. I'm sure there's none. I'm I'm basically (laughs) talking to you. That's very pretty. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Gareth's year late PlayStation 4 controller review. Yeah. It's it's like a bowl. It's a bowl within a bowl, right? (laughs) It's like a bowl with an upturned bowl. Is what? Is the bowl floating or is it on the table? What, just... It's floating in the in the ether, yeah. Like through the ravages of space and time, 
yeah. singularly on its own until another bowl yeah, of smaller size inserts itself upturned within the cavity of the bowl and creates the top of the thumbstick on a PS4. Uh, I got used to it fairly quick, but I mean, compared to the perfect thumbsticks of an Xbox 360 controller or of a Nintendo GameCube controller, which I think we can all agree is the greatest controller of the past decade. True story. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, it was a little bit, a little bit weird, and the triggers are awful. I can see why Don wouldn't have fun playing Destiny with those triggers. It takes a bit of getting used to. Yeah, they just they don't feel right. But well, I... the Xbox pad is the best pad ever made. The Xbox One pad. Anyway. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I played um, FIFA 15 on it. Uh, had some fun on that. I actually really enjoyed it. Like, I know roughly how to play a FIFA game. I'm by no means good at it. Yeah. But I I know just enough to like have fun playing against somebody. So I was like, oh, maybe I might actually pick up a FIFA game at some point in the future. Because this is fun. Um, and then I played the demo for Octodad, Dadliest yeah. Catch. And that game is incredible. I don't Ooh. know how I, it managed to pass me by. Because I know it's been out on PC and PS4 and stuff for a long time. Yeah. But I never really got it. But now, oh, it's so much fun. So you control each leg, well, two legs joined together with the left uh, L2 or R2. That's like each leg gives its own bumper. And the longer you hold it down, the higher he lifts his leg. And then if you're holding it down, you get control of the leg. And that's how he walks. And it ends up looking so hilarious. It's a giant octopus in a suit. So are you. Uh, Alright. <laughs> uh, I still feel angry about the uh, feature. <laughs> it's alright, mate. It's alright. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that that was the kind of perfect demo it was just ridiculous enough that it had me intrigued and it just felt fun enough that it made me want to play it the complete opposite of that Smash Bros demo from last month bastards yeah. um, and those were kind of the the more new games uh, I played uh, not that they're new at all in any way but um, I also there was they had an Oculus Rift demo there which was like you know those rides where it's like a um, I think they call them the pirate ship, where you sort of sit down and you get buckled in. It rocks you back and forth uh, really high, and then it can sort of flip over as well. Never heard of it. <laughs> oh. Sounds more like a sex toy. <laughs> it's like a pendulum, you know? Yeah. Like a pendulum you sit in. Um, so the demo was you on one of those. Like the pirate ship. Yes, like a pirate ship, Don. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks, thanks for clarifying. Right. I've, I've been to fun fairs before. Yeah, good. I've, I've lived. I lived good. once. At least, at least two of us have lived. <laughs> um, so the demo is like you're sat in one of those, but I didn't know it was going to be that before it started. So we're in the queue, and we could see people like trying it out. And the demo only lasted like a minute, and people were standing there looking around, like going, "Oh wow, oh what's going on here?" And one person nearly fell over, and we were like, "What? <laughs> what is this demo going to be?" So my friend who I was there with was ahead of me, and he was just stood up like straight the whole time. He was like. Looking around, he was like, wow, this is really cool. So when it got to my turn, and I saw that it was going to be like a ride, I was like, oh, this is cool. I was falling all over the place. 
like instantly. Like they had a chair in front of me and I was leaning on it. Uh and it was like the new Oculus Rift dev kit, this was the uh the second version that they had. Um it's really good, really high def, proper three D, it's like incredible. Feels fantastic uh, to wear. And it was so realistic, like I kept f- f- like feeling myself sort of falling over a bit, like what 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 so I had to lean against this chair. And right at the very end, the pirate ship like comes off its thing, so the ride breaks and you get <laughs> flung through the air and then you hit the ground and your character dies and that's the end. It's like, oh, a scary ending, you die. Did you feel like you died? No, no. So here's what happened, right? So I was like, <laughs> I was stood up, hunched over a little bit forward to like lean on this chair. And I'm just stood there and the guy, like the guy manning the demo is just not stood that close to me because I've been a bit wobbly, but I'm against the chair, so I should be all right. And I just like start falling backwards like pretty much straight standing up straight and then fall backwards and like just as I'm at the point where I'm probably going to fall on my ass and maybe break this Oculus Rift the guy like jumps and like grabs me like I'm a princess from like a Disney film and he's about to kiss me and it was (laughs) terrifying because I wasn't expecting it I didn't feel like my body was tilting backwards um it felt like I was in the ride and the ride was, f- like, flung off. Like, the same inertia was happening to my body. Um, so I just fell backwards and would have gone arse over tit if it weren't for this guy being on the on the ball. But it was crazy, because the, the original Oculus that I've played, you get a little bit of that, but with this new version, just the resolution is so crisp and so clear and the 3D is so convincing that my body was just convinced it was sat in this ride and experiencing all this inertia and stuff. It was crazy. It was the best Oculus Rift demo I've experienced by a, by a mile. Blew my friggin' mind. Um, that was the highlight of the day, I'd say. Apart from beating all these noobs at Super Smash Brothers. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. So they, they had two TVs set up, kind of close to each other, with Super Smash Brothers Melee on. Um, and me and my friend, we'd sort of we do a lap of the place, like look at the stalls, play a, the odd game of like Donkey Kong or something as we're walking around. And then it'd be like, "Do you want to go play a few games of Smash Bros?" Yeah, and I'd go sit down and beat everyone at Smash Bros. Um, and we sort of just did that for the entire day. But um, there was one bit of the place where we sort of neglected for quite a lot of the day. About halfway through the day, we go past there, and it's like Super Smash Brothers tournament entry. And we were like, oh, awesome. But then by the time we got there, they were already like halfway through the tournament. So we didn't get to enter oh, the tournament. Guide. But, you know, I I basically didn't lose the entire day. So I kind of feel like I won my own little tournament. If oh. that makes sense. Like, I, my main is Peach. Your own personal tournament. And uh, my Peach was undefeated for the entire day. Oh. And I played probably about 40 games of Smash Bros. that day. So I feel well pretty good about that. Looking forward to uh, to getting the Wii U version so I can beat uh, Rory because I know he's getting it, and also uh, I think Mark Shepard as well talking a lot about Smash Bros on the group. So I'm looking forward to letting them feel my peach when it oh, finally yeah. comes out. That's a, that's, that, that is a lovely place to end the podcast, there, Gareth. <laughs> with them both uh, having a go against your peach. Um, Don, it's been absolutely beautiful having you today. Thanks. Gareth, maybe you could just edit out the feature bit. Um, 
that would be very nice if I could do yeah. that. Because it's a bit awkward. Um, just keeping the bit where you start playing all the rather. Oh, he's, he's put his little song switch on. <laughs> I have to. Why did you have to? Because the podcast is coming towards its end, so I need oh, to. Oh, I'm sorry that you decided that you're going to put on your little switch. What? I, um, do you not want me to play us out? <laughs> No. Uh, great. So <laughs> uh, that has been the live podcast. I think me and Don pretty much held up our uh, ends of the bargain, didn't we, Don? Yeah, we uh, we uh, definitely supported with the pillars. Yeah, Gareth um, sort of was within the, between the two pillars. <laughs> the, kind of riffing. The important uh, thing is to know is to make mistakes important. and learn so from you them. Can't really hear him. <laughs> I, I'm not that quiet. It's, they'll you, be able to hear really me are. just fine on the actual podcast. You sound like you're on the other side of a wall. That's you can hear me on the other side of a wall. Everyone else can hear me just fine right now. Okay then. Uh, well, <laughs> join us next week where it'll be episode 39. Uh, hopefully it won't be live, and hopefully Gareth won't be in charge of the feature. So until then, goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.